The hosts, Rob Velazzi and Jason Dominique, and their guests are not financial advisors unless otherwise disclaimed. The content on Today at Ember is for educational and entertainment purposes only and merely cite their own personal opinions. Know that all investments involve some form of risk. Please work with an investment professional. And now on to today's episode with Today at Ember. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Today at Ember. I am your host, Rob Velazzi, Head of Communications here at the Ember Project. Joined with my good friend and co-host and Head of Strategy, Jason Dominique. Jason, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, Rob. So, so good to see you today. Wow. (laughs) Man, what a week, man. Talk about smashing it out of the park. (laughs) Well, I mean... Even if I can tell everyone that I am an overly confident person, I, I undoubtedly have to say that, you know, like anyone, we just never knew what could have happened. But yeah, this week was was fantastic. Um, Tuesday's pre-sale was just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get to that a little bit also. We're going to have some really great topics too. It's going to be in a segue a little bit later is the importance of community when it comes to an IDO and how successful it could possibly be. But before we get into that, I do, again, want to talk about that private pre-sale, Jason, and how we smashed expectations. I mean, I was probably one of the most confident people on the team, but I am the American. You guys make fun of me for being overly confident about everything and a little, over, and a little um, overly optimistic. But I think everyone was pleasantly surprised, including myself. Yeah, I mean... Funny enough, we we decided on a whim uh, about two weeks ago to you know Rob and I were discussing and we were like, well, why don't we do this this live stream you know during the um, pre-sale e- event? So we connected about an hour before, uh, even though we had a little bit of difficulty with uh, with our new setup, as you can see. So the people that are uh, watching us live, if everything's going right right now, we should be actually <laughs> on multiple platforms. So we should be on Facebook Live at the moment. We're also streaming to YouTube and to Twitch. So um, yeah. Trying to have an upgrade here. So hopefully everything's working out correctly. It's our, one of our first times running this program like this way. So if there's any technical difficulties on one of our platforms, catch us on one of our other platforms. And hopefully in the future, all of these things are working properly. And you can catch us live here every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then, of course, follow up with our podcast all the time as well. But yeah, we did this live, man. And we, we, it was a really a great time too as well. I mean, we, didn't, we didn't have it recorded. It's not a Today at Ember episode. But we want to let to do something again for that for our public pre-sale also. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, we did this stream and it was really, really fun. Uh, we connected with everyone on the socials, and it felt sort of a like a Peloton meets New Year's Eve, you know, where there was like <laughs> <laughs> we did the countdown and everything. And to go back to what you're saying, you know, it was it was a bit smashed expectations in the sense that we thought that being optimistic, we thought it would sell out in a day or something like that, or let's say half a day, but. When we were doing the uh, the live event, as soon as the gates open, I think was it what like a minute or two minutes? Yeah, uh, yeah, we were already fifty percent already. That's just bonkers, <laughs> like real crazy stuff and mind blowing numbers. I think at that moment, people thought, "Oh my god, this thing is going to be out like in fifteen minutes. It's going to be all gone." And I personally thought that as well. And I'm extremely happy uh, that everyone that actually tried to uh, get in that private pre-sale, because it, it slowed down a little bit at the end because we did reach our objective at about two and a, a little bit less than three hours. But at the end, you know, it wasn't like a rush, you know, and people, if you wanted to get in, there was still time. Obviously, it, it, it wrapped up. Also, too, as well, this idea is, is that that was a closed whitelist. So that wasn't open to the broader market. So a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, well, you know, those are very difficult to do. You should probably do you know, something public that was first because that's easier to hit you know, your, your milestones. And we still crush it out of the park because, you know, and we're going to segue into this later about how important community is. 
And I just want to give you a couple of figures here. Is that you know out of the one point five million dollars raised, that's over one thousand four hundred and eight wallets. And now that's that's a powerful number. And the reason why is because one of the biggest things that we wanted to make sure when it comes to this project is the fact that there could be not one individual who has leverage over the token. Like you see a lot of things with the, a lot of these you know, projects out there, even some of them that are now considered legitimate, Shiba Inu, you know, which is crazy. We're still on 50% of the circulation. There's only was five, I guess we could technically say five, people that purchased at the maximum cap. That is some of the most organic circulation and tokenomics that any project could ask for. Yeah. And not to say that we want to put our you know, hopes up in regards to the public pre-sale, but like you're saying, Rob, you know, this, this round, uh, this stage was to restricted few in the sense that you know, a lot of people in the socials were like, oh, I can't wait. And it's unfortunate I can't be whitelisted for this private pre-sale. So I'm, you know, I, I feel even more confident, you know, in regards to the public, public pre-sale and uh, which is just happening next week, uh, Tuesday, same time, same place uh, on the magnificent swap page that we've created, you know, to swap mm. your BNBs for embers. That, mm. by the way, just like, how often does that happen? You strike like once and bam, perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No glitches. You know, some people were like, all the, the bots are going to be coming in and, oh, are you going to be able to... Um, the, the server load. Yeah, exactly. Handle the server, server load all at once. <laughs> and we were like, well, as much as we want to feel confident, you know, you just never know. But the thing went mm-hmm. so smoothly. And I think this is like such a testament to the quality of what we've built, you know, no security issues, obviously with the hack and audit, it just, Mm -hmm. you know, came also right like at the bells, you know, at the Mm -hmm. end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Saved by the bell there, right? We got it right under in there, man. Perfect timing. I mean, we couldn't ask for anything. I mean, not to toot our own horns. I mean, you know, uh, and I always make that joke about success is when preparation meets opportunity. And I've said that before in the podcast here, Previously, and for us to be able to have, you know, with the web interface and how how complicated that is to have that integrated with our smart chain and people coming back to say like like that was it. I remember people when we first released the how to videos before we even actually went live for the actual presale. People were like, wait, so that's all I have to do? Like that's all this is? And I'm like, yeah, that's that's how it works. <laughs> like that's, that's those just those two simple steps. <laughs> that's how we envision it, and that's how. We've been telling people, you know, it's it's not meant to be complicated. So, yeah, I'm like super stoked. Props to you know James, our uh, head of engineering, who did an incredible, like world class job with, you know, something that, you know, in in regards to tech, it's the foundation of the launchpad. So this is going to be reused as the go-to interface and technology for launching you know, any other team that wants to create a blockchain-based startup. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also, too, this is only version one. Just like the same thing with, you know, with our website. This is only the very first iteration. That's of, our first crack at it. Yeah, our first crack at it. Exactly. There's, there's other things in the work that's going to make it more dynamic and and, and, and have a little more pizzazz and, and being a lot more information available at your fingertips because, you know, the vault contract is so sophisticated. And a lot of people are kind of unfamiliar with how that contract works. And that's why that hack and audit was so important where we showed how we had the highest level of security. Your tokens there are safe. You know, no one has access. That's something that no one has access to. That's what it shows how secure that is. That's why the audit is so important. But there will be another iteration where when you log on and connect with your wallet, we'll work with just not only our project, but all, all, all projects is show you a breakdown of your vesting schedules. You know, if you're in public and pr- a private pre-sale, there'll be two different timers for those and when those milestones are met and when you can withdraw them to your wallet. And all that'll be available there. Yeah, it's... Uh, you have to see this like a bank. You know, the vault, I like to use this example that 
basically you bought in and you know you've opened a bank account and your 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 funds are in there like your your tokens your investment what you've purchased they're in the bank and basically you know the vesting schedule will will release some part of those tokens as we move along through the vesting process and you'll be able to go on that vault you know the the interface for the vault uh, which is like the bank where you put your tokens and you'll be able to see when you've purchased it, what is the schedule of release, and when they become available for you to withdraw. And then at that point, you, you'll be able to do whatever you want with it. But ultimately, imagine having a place where all your investments in these type of projects are put together in one place. So you could see that, you know what, I've I, I supported this project, I supported this project, I supported this project, and you see all the breakdown. And basically, it's all in the same place. And this is unprecedented. And I think that the experience that, again, we're building for both end of the marketplace, for both the entrepreneurs launching, so you don't have to build the whole infrastructure, it's there, and we're streamlining it. And for the investors, you know, the ones seeking these innovative new world-changing crypto-based project, um, this is the one place to go. Um, And, you know, now that we've basically confirmed and, you know, because of your trust and we're able to go and deliver, obviously, you know, there's a second stage to the pre-sale, but we're obviously very confident that's going to go. But now, you know, we connected this morning you know, Andrew, I, Eli, and, and and James, and we were like thinking about, okay, so what are the next steps? And I think the next steps is delivering on our vision because we've been so focused on this phase of pre-sale, which is very important because uh, that's going to give us the means to deliver. But man, you know, I'm so excited about, you know, the next couple of weeks where we're going to start giving you way more information and insights into what we want to deliver. And this one platform where, and the name is yet to be announced because it's going to be a very powerful name, very in, intuitive of this product. And you've, you haven't heard about it yet, but it's really where we see the whole cryptosphere come together and facilitate you know, discovery, uh, cross-chain, which we, we like to say chain agnostic, uh, and people are going to be able to launch projects there. I, I chain agnostic. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I it's, love that. That has no preference. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, this is so exciting, uh, and it's exciting for many reasons. One of them is, I think we we can all agree that discovery is extremely complex right now discovering projects. It's sort of almost like a privileged thing right now. It's underground and it's hard to find. You, 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 know, you hear about it in one of those communities and then uh, you, you, it's, it's so like enclosed. But it's, you know, at the end of the day, if you want these projects to be successful, you have to make sure that they're as exposed as, you know, as much as possible. And that platform will be the heart of what we believe the biggest pipeline of crypto-based projects uh, that we can think of. Uh, and it's going to trigger like really like a, a big phenomenon that we feel is beyond what we've seen for crowdfunding. Uh, so this is truly exciting. Yeah, that's and no, I, I totally agree, and that's really a great segue because into what our main topic of today is too. And we'd love to sit here and brag about how amazing we did on Tuesday. We still have uh, next Tuesday for the public presale, and that'll actually so everyone who's listening next Tuesday that'll be same day, same time. So that's Tuesday at two p.m. next week, November sixteenth at two p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be if you think it that went fast with a close white paper. You know, make sure you guys are around at that time. We don't want to say what our expectations are, but you can add two and two together that the the pool of people that will have availability to purchase this will be much larger. 
Um, but that, like I mentioned before, when it comes to exposure and what Ember is all about, and part of that exposure is you know building a community and building a community and how important that is to launching an IDO because you can have the best idea in the world, but if you're not able to nurture a community that's supportive, you know, that, that's supportive of one another. As we saw when it came to the Ember project, which was so great, we're looking at our socials. You know, we only have a finite amount of resources to be able to dedicate to everyone across so many platforms. The community really came together, you know, and and answered questions and showed them how to do things and 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 put some of their concerns to rest. Uh, and we think we did that really well. And that's great and all. And we can, you know, we want to teach people how to do that. But if you don't have the proper exposure to bring that community together, then you know, then, then you're you're dead before you even started. Yeah, so true. And and this is something that we did a lot during last week, uh, this week's you know a special stream. But we don't think about how crucial. Well, yes, the community, but the part of our team that supports this community, which you know they're on the front line every single day. It's an around the clock thing. You know, our team is pretty big and. We try to make sure that these socials, they're covered 24-7. And this is this is a pretty intense logistic, you know, to make sure that nobody can come on those platforms, those socials, and not find support. So that team, which we call the community success team, and they're full of associates. And recently, you know, one of them became uh, which is Dan, and I'm sure you've seen him. You know, on the socials, he hangs out mostly on Discord. That's his crowd. But Dan is, you know, our new community uh, success manager, and you know, his background—that's what he does in real life. You know, and that's the thing. You know, these guys—they have such great backgrounds. They may not be like developers or anything like that, but they're really, really good at building a report and listening to people and uh, answering those questions and giving them you know the tools that they need and they've 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 had really really great ideas I mean one of the because we we have weekly meetings you know with the community uh, success team and one of the things that came out is today at ember you know where we thought us as a team, you know, as a core team, we wanted to keep people updated on what we're doing, but also reduce a bit expectations on those project updates because they're too big to deliver. You know, if we do them once a month and expectations are really high and us, we need to deliver. And I think that right now, this format, which, you know, is more relaxed, is casual, it's unscripted. It's a much better flow for for us because at the end of the day, this is not our business, you know, to mm-hmm. do streams and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we're not podcasters. I mean, that's not you know, maybe we're, not, we're not. We're, <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe one day if this really takes off, but that's not really what the objective is here. And though you're so, you're so correct when it says with these big project updates, quote unquote, is that you could never meet those expectations. No matter what it is that you're, especially when the hype train starts going, and, and you know when you have a community that's very passionate, you know that you've helped foster and make them passionate about it, you know, and if there's too much time in between communicating to them or they don't able to see a face, and when that does happen, expectations build so high, and because they're passionate about the project, it comes to a fever pitch, and at that point, their hype train starts going, and unless you come out and bring Elon Musk on stage with you. And saying he's our new partner, then you know there's there's no way that that, that you're gonna ever meet those expectations. And and we decided that this is a way to temper expectations. You know, show you you know how difficult this is to you know every step of the way as we go about it because you know it's a marathon, not a race. Yeah, and so listening to the community is one of the main thing that we do, and it came about this. Proximity that our you know our, our community success team has built with all of you, and the fact that you're not afraid of sharing you know how you feel and what you think could be better, and they listen, and obviously they filter a lot of things, and we don't uh, you know 
address every single thing and we wish we could but you know some some of these are gems and they make their way into these meetings and then we're like yeah let's do it and how much time does it did it take like a week we got it all together and we're like let's do it so it's, it's a hell mary and we're just let's just see what happens you know and we did our first first show and it's been working really well otherwise you know there's no doubt that the community is for so you know at the end of the day if if you're looking into creating or or going from ideation to launch with your own project you'll have to build a community and these early adopters early believers in your vision and your mission and your ideas they're going to be your ambassadors and this is how we see our community you know especially the ones that have been there from day one when it was barely an idea and we tried to spit out you know a website and that website wasn't perfect and then we had you know a second iteration and it's a relationship that needs to be built around trust because at the end of the day these projects they are yes part because it, you know defi is very much about innovation but it's also about finance it's intrinsic relationship with sometimes i like to you know see defi a little bit like and this is what's so unique of leading and managing and operating a defi project like this is it's as if you did an ipo in the real world before delivering anything like really like market pressure even when you don't have anything you have all these customers and people that want to support you and then you have to promise and you need to make sure that you know you balance it's a balancing act uh, you know it's very much on your end you know rob it's so much mm-hmm. communication absolutely yeah it's so much balancing and also too it's it's funny that you mentioned that too is that it is it is different than any other space but at the same time, you know, when he says something on my end, like communications, it is also back to the fundamentals of how you nurture your customers and your community. I mean, there's, there's something, you know, I come from, you know, the real, you know, hardcore numbers corporate world from, from my normal day job that we deal mostly, you know, face to face with customers all the time. And there's this old theory when it comes to how you deal with customers and how you support them. And what they call is the, the Maven theory. And it comes from back in the day of someone like Dove Soap, where I'm sure everyone who's bought a bar of soap and you see the back of a bar of soap and there's a phone number on the soap and it says, if you have any questions or concerns about this product, please call us. And people are like, you look at it and you say to yourself, why? Who is having trouble using soap? You know, why is there a, why is there a phone number on there? Because they know that the customer who's so loyal to you that loves the product and, and that is the only product they buy if there is for some reason that there's an issue, that's why when you call those phone numbers, the first thing they do, and you see this with Reese's or I saw, like, you, know, you see these things on the internet, they start trending. You know, one was like Lego or someone's missing the piece. And they send them you know, tons of bars of soap or you know, lifetime supply of Reese's and you know, these kind of things. And, and you know, people get cheeky like, oh, it's kind of funny, it's trending online. But there's a reason they do that. They did this before the internet. Why? Because that person will either be your ambassador and fight for your company and really breed and trust to the rest of the community, or they can become an adversary where they will go out of their way to you know do everything possible to make sure that they're on all the socials to do whatever they have to. So it really comes down to knowing your customer, how to you know nurture them properly and bring them aboard and give them trust. And that's from whether it's crypto or, or soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, this is a great parallel. And we were having this call post private pre-sale and it's funny how one of our biggest goal is to create something that feels normal mm-hmm. and crypto doesn't feel normal mm-hmm. that's the thing in the sense that it doesn't feel normal because it's such a foreign thing thing for for most people like the learning curve and you know just Going on on a crypto website, most of them are like, "Whoa, what is this?" You know, and mm-hmm. like, I'm not used to this. This is pretty intense. You know, what is that? You know, it's like so foreign, and it's almost like they're going out of their way to make it foreign. It's so bad. 
Yeah. So one of our big objectives is, is to normalize it. And normalizing stuff is complex. You know, like making things simple is way harder than making something complicated. It comes out complicated out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, our community has been very good. And another thing, you know, why and how your community can be of service is that they're your early adopters. So whatever you have that you want to share and get them to test or use, they're the first one who will raise their hand. I want to, you know, I'm here, I'm hungry. I want to test it. I want to give you my early feedback. And uh, and there's going to be a lot of this coming, you know, but remember that your community is there uh, to support you. They're your biggest fans, generally speaking, if you've done your, your job, you know, right. And like you said, Rob, they will become an extension of your team. And we've witnessed this during the, the pre-sale. You know, if someone had an issue with something, our community success team, they didn't have to answer every single question because there was this share of knowledge between each and every single person. And this is something we're super happy to see. And it's part of the sort of spirit that we're trying to build. And it starts with us. And what I mean by this is that we don't want to build a culture of what I know is mine. And you're not going to get it because, you know, it advantages me. And, you know, it's, it's a zero-sum game. And, you know, all those sorts of things. And I need to win and you need to lose. That's not our culture. Our culture is how can we share what we've learned to make you successful? And how can we share what we've learned to give you more information on the subjects that you inquire about? And that started with the Knowledge Center, which is just the beginning. But that thing is just going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And we're going to have everything in there, you know, from how-to videos, by the way, that Spencer did for um, purchasing on Trust Wallet and MetaMask. They've been super helpful, even if it's simple. Simple, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, even if it's simple, the process, having like this information, clean, crisp, simple, readily available is a game changer. So this is the type of culture we want to create. And there's going to be more of this uh, going forward. And I just can't wait to share what we want to do with, and I've mentioned this in the past, but Ember Life will be a big thing. It's going to be massive and we can't wait to you know, initiate this process and begin sharing those stories and sharing knowledge. And, and that's also, also too, you know, that's something that we'd like to do here with today at Ember is that, you know, we don't have all the answers. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it goes to show as to how to avoid some of the pitfalls that, that, that we've had along this journey. But as we start to bring on more projects and, you know, people that are going to be using our proprietary technology and, and resources to be able to launch their own project, they also, and this is something that everyone should do in just life in general, Jordan Peterson has a great book about 12 Rules of Chaos, is always assume someone you're speaking to might know something that you don't. So with today at Ember, you know, for us to able to have some some of these wonderful guests that are doing these projects, to have them on as guests, to be able to talk about their world experience and their ideas, or maybe even just their inspiration. They say, look, you know, we've watched what you guys were doing. You know, we saw some of the pitfalls and how you overcame them. And you know what? We found this is a quicker route. This is a route that we took. This is the idea that we have and how how this project we think complements Ember. And that's why we decided to bring it to your ecosystem to help cultivate a relationship. And that's how it you know relates back to, you know, a lot of people say, you know, a social media platform. Our idea of a social media platform really isn't another Facebook or an Instagram. It's really a way to foster a community that you can use to help build your project and and it works two ways. You know, they're able to for for investors and people that are part of the community to broaden their portfolio and to you know be part of some exciting projects. It's also a way for you know new budding startup projects using our platform to build a community. And it works vice versa. It's a, it's a two way street. Yeah, 
And we've said it before, you know, there's huge amount, and you know, going back to community, right now we're just dealing with how the space is and you know we can't really change it right now so we're we're trying to use it at our you know in in our strengths but it's it's very complex because our community is fragmented you know like why is there like a bunch of people on discord and why is there a bunch of people on telegram and did did people use telegram a couple of years now are they going to use it in a couple well nobody knows but one thing's for sure is it's not made for for what we're doing you know, it serves a function that is currently unfilled by something, you know, specific for that. And then Reddit is the same thing. Like the communities are fragmented. So for these type of projects, what we feel is that it deserves something specific for it. And the way we imagine it, you have to think of it like it's sort of a Reddit meets product hunt meets coin market cap where it's very much crypto related but also product innovation and the sort of subreddit culture where it's all about connecting and sharing and upvoting and you know this community curation aspect of thing where we want to empower people from our communities and investors to show us what what's cool what's coming and you know what's what's the next thing so th- this is going to be massive and we want to create the center of the crypto sphere in regards to innovation and launching projects and the community will be at the heart of this on both sides both on the innovation side so ideation but also on like the people that are supporting them. So this is the marketplace. You know, you have both ideation and you have support. So when you start building your community, it's in one place already. Uh, and you don't have to bring them from somewhere else when you want to tell them, you know what? We're ready to launch this. We're ready to launch. And you guys, we want to take you guys with us. And we're going to launch our project the same way that we launched ours using our technology. And it's all going to be streamlined in this one product. And this is going to come very, very soon. Yeah, the framework's already there. And it's all around community. So it's at the center. So when people say, oh, this is a community token, well, token is one thing. But what we mean is that the whole thing you know rests on this idea that community is at the heart of it it's not that community decides things about the token i mean that would be like a dao or something like that we're we're not a decentralized autonomous organization that's not what we are we're actually you know we're a, a centralized gateway to the decentralized world and i think and we believe that this is the way forward because it can't just be decentralized in, in, in the way that you interact with it. It needs to have a centralized gateway and Ember is that. This is where the community will be. I, I totally agree. And then I think it was uh, the episode or two ago where we had Andrew on, where we did talk about CD5, where it was exactly talking about that centralized. But this is something a little bit, we're right on the forefront of that. And we really believe as us, as that centralized gateway to the decentralized financial world, that you know, a big part of that is bringing people together and making things feel normal. When you know, it's very difficult too, and a big reason why thing is all everything is so fragmented is because you know a lot of it is so confusing. When there is no really normal place to enter, you know, no, there's no there's no normal point of entry. Then that's when you have this the segregation aspect of it, and that's also too you know there's also a factor of you know, and you can see on some of these other social aspects that the community is also not inviting. Some places like Reddit, you know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of elite, called crypto elitism, where, you know, they're almost shunned because wait, you're arriving here, you don't know everything right away. Like, you know, there's this level of that and it turns, yeah, turns people shameful. off and they, yeah. and they walk away. Yeah, especially for newcomers, you know, it's some of these, yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate and, you know, we're not, masterminds of crypto neither. I mean, so we learn every single day and 
what we've learned, we share it. And we don't believe that that what we've learned, you know, should be protected. So we're definitely an inclusive, you know, business. We want to create a community where it doesn't matter like your stage and who was it like saying in the yeah, when we were in in the call. And that's I think the the proof is in the pudding in the in the say that when we did our pre-sale, some of the team members of the community success, they were like, my dad invested his first crypto was Ember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes, absolutely. So these things, or even like that was their second crypto. And already from that moment, they felt, wow, the experience is already a thousand times better doing it on Ember than doing it like on a DXL or on a pancake swap, or it's just so fast and responsive and you know, you want to confirm something, boom, it's like, wait, is it already done? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then on top of it too as well, if for some, you know, um, some people that may have some kind of issues, whatever that case might have been, that things that are normal in the, the regular you know, tech world, stuff like having a help bubble, stuff like having a knowledge center to where they could actually ask a question where if there was an error, some kind of issue that they had some resource to, to jump back to, maybe if they weren't a part of socials. So all of those things folding into to one another, and those that were able to get in, that are you know that this wasn't their first rodeo, that they knew how to connect their wallet and stuff very easily, and they were able to get in when they used it. Even they were like, "Man, that that works so well." This has happened. I mean, is that they literally were taken aback by the level of professionalism that was given when it comes to you know what is basically now our Web three interface that will be everything that that we launch in the future. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's again something that we do for the community because we feel, you know, that a self-help is in a knowledge center is is something that every single project should have. And especially in a in a space that a lot of the terminology, you know, are not that easy to grasp. Whether it's web three, what is that? You know, and how does it work in smart contracts? What does that mean? You know, is it like AI or you know, it's, you know, all those sorts of things. And so that is off-pulling, you know, for a lot of people. And that's why, and also going back to like terminology and copy and things like that, if you guys haven't seen it, we've dropped, you know, part of, you know, our new copy on our website that we've been working on with this boutique agency. And the result is just amazing. As you know, before, you know, we brought it to like 90%, but that extra 10% just makes it feel so much, you know, so much higher in regards to the quality. And, you know, it makes you dream and... It's exciting. It's exciting. That all circles right back to how to foster and, and build a community when it comes to an IDO. You know, I mean, a community isn't just, you know, let me overpromise, come up with a roadmap, say the same lines that every other project saying, and then, you know, quote unquote, shill the heck out of it and then hope you bring people along. I mean, that's sort of, you know, that's, that's the old ways of these people that operated that way. You know, people that are familiar with PancakeSwap. But, you know, Amber is about being something more. You know, this is not a community token. This is a utility token that is backed by a great community. And Amber is that centralized gateway to that decentralized world. That's what Amber is as a whole. So this is something that's entirely new. You know, I mean, that really Amber token is really just the powers the project. And, you know, what powers the project more than just the token and what powers that is, is the community. And by having copy that pops, by having something that's exciting, something that speaks to your base in a way that treats them like they're intelligent and, you know, doesn't undermine their ability to think for themselves, I think what really is how you, you know, grow a community organically that you're able to build that. The, the, to the demographic that you're looking to to speak to. Yeah. In the next couple of days, I know that a lot of people have been asking this and we've mentioned, you know, that it was coming. We were waiting for, you know, some stuff to happen. But the whole sort of when marketing, it's about to blow. <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to get into that. <laughs> Rob the man is about to deliver. 
Yeah, that's going to be massive. Yes. And you guys should start seeing that start trickling in probably in the next 48 hours. You'll start seeing some dramatic answers to that when marketing question, which I have been biting my nails, I guess, to not try to say a thing because I've been holding on to what we've been trying to do now for for some time. And when you guys see what we have planned for you, we really do hope it meets your expectations. And you know when this idea of marketing, and we've said this from our very first podcast that we talked about this, is that you know, a marketing strategy, you know, we're kind of repeating myself now, but a marketing strategy is not just how do I budget and where do I throw money at? That's not a strategy. You know? And I think now that the consumer, especially in this space, is starting to get pretty savvy, especially after the last six months, which I like to call... You know, people say, oh, it was a bull market. I think what I like to call is an education market. Because you know, when we had that first top with PancakeSwap, there is more people now that are aware of the altcoin space, that are aware of DeFi now than ever because they got to see and really go through the trials and tribulations of a bear market and really got to become savvy about some of these tactics that were used to take advantage of people that were just trying to ride the gravy train to the next quick dollar. And that's a strategy that we're not going to partake in, that this is going to be organic. This is going to be targeted. This is going to be the, um, something that you would see on the level of a Forbes 100 company and how they operate because we're trying to broaden the tent. And we hope that this strategy really delivers those expectations and you can, we'll see a difference in, in who we're bringing along. Yeah. This is the tone that we're setting in regards to the professionalism, to the type of people that we want to populate our community with. You know, like these, these savvy, interested, enthusiasts, and hopefully as well diverse, you know, coming from all places. And this is just the beginning. Again, it's our first crack at it. It's like, okay, it's like, so imagine what's what's coming after if this is just the beginning. That's what's truly like motivates me. And, you know, both you, I, James, Andrew, you, you know, it's not our first time at it. And that's where all our years of experience come in very handy is when we execute something, it's from proven experience to say, you know what? We're not testing anything right now. We know how to do it and we're going to execute on it. And everyone around the table was like, you know, anybody has a question, you know, uh, nobody, because we all know this is, this is the right way to go because we've done it before. And I think that transpires in the quality that we're delivering. You were mentioning like the bubble to connect with our team. And you know, it's all those things where you don't normally see in that space. It'll be familiar and we want to normalize it. We want it to feel normal, like any other place, as simple and easy. You know, there's this expression that we use when you build product and UX and UI, which is using the muscle memory. It's like by default, if you have like a question in your mind, your brain doesn't like it goes directly, like your muscle does something even before it reaches your mind. And it's as a, yeah, you've been preconditioned in a certain way. You've been preconditioned in a certain way. And then if it's different than that, yeah. If you have like a, you're wondering, you're automatically going to the bottom right because this is where you're conditioned to find or to ask questions. So when it's there, it's like, oh, everybody jumps on it. And to give you a perspective, we've answered over 600 tickets on the pre-sale day just from like the fact that it was there. That's amazing. Like the team, they were answering tickets like every two seconds, like, whoa, 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 what's happening, you know? And, you know, that came from specifically because, as you know, being a crypto project, we have to build it in a regulated way that is compliant. And that means that, yeah, some jurisdiction, we're, we're blocked. And unfortunately, if we want to make sure that this business is viable long term, we can't be too rodeo about what we're doing. And I think that everybody understands that. And, and that's what we were answering. Yeah. And I think also too, is that from the outpouring level of support and how quickly we sold out, 
I think that you know that's this is that's only a small portion of people that are in the community because it's sold out so quickly. I mean, we had over, I mean, close to maybe five thousand people, maybe even more. That was the last time I checked the number. They were checking their wallets to see if they were available for the whitelist, which is incredible. And considering that we only had fourteen hundred eight wallets actually would be a part of it. I remember even later in the day when people were like, okay, so I'll be a part of the pre-sale. People were like, that ended like hours ago, bro. Like, sorry, you got off work late, man, but you, know, you totally missed out. And, and I mean, even friends and family members of mine that want to be a part of the project, you're like, oh, I'll be home in a couple hours. I'm like, sorry, dude. You know, unfortunately, I mean, you can always get in. You can get in on public pre-sale, you know? And, and, and as you were saying, saying too, that public pre-sale is very generous as well. I mean, it's still something that I would inspire to be a part of. You know, even if you were a part of, you know, uh, the some people may want to feel that, and we'll accommodate them as well with our interface and how it will look and everything. That if that's something you feel fits for your portfolio, because you have the ability to, you know, not as much of a discount, but it's shorter vesting period. If you feel that works as well, it's a great way to diversify. If you feel it, you know, that meets your needs as a, as an investor. And this is the floor. It's this is the bottom. <laughs> Yes, like it's the, it's, yes. it's, this is the, <laughs> it's the very beginning. This is the floor. You know, when you talk about NFTs and things like that, everybody's asking, so what's the floor price? You know, well, that's the real floor. Everything after that, we go on to the secondary market. And the secondary market, that's the open game. You know, it's like anybody can buy at any amount. There's no cap. And obviously, tokenomics right now, the way we've built them, you know they're going to help greatly with stay you know stabilizing everything the price specifically but this is the chance you know to get in on the floor and basically sometimes when i think about our project obviously we're we're not developing the same thing as solana and i wouldn't want to compare ourselves to solana but if you look at the price solana started at pretty much the same price and today you're looking at you know well over 200 so that's massive that's absolutely massive. And there is no reason why, based on our roadmap, that we couldn't possibly reach market price like this. Well, and also too, it just goes to show that our, you know, everything that we've anticipated to pre-plan from our tokenomics, you know, tokenomics that were developed with, you know, talking to consultants and and engineers and and, and economists about what is the most compelling for investors when it comes to tokenomics and the price to start out at. That's why our price you know, starts very similar to like something like Solana. That was intentional you know, to be able to you know, drive the highest value. That, that stuff is very important. To also when it comes to you know, measures for our vault contracts, things that will prevent, um, you know, make sure the price is stable to prevent you know, short-term investors that don't believe in the project and to, to attracting the right type of investor to also having a cap and organic growth. I mean, for all those four, for only five people to have bought at the max cap and to have still reached the whole $1.5 million cap, you know, for the private presale in that short of time. I mean, that is something just to go to shows that from our tokenomics through our smart contracts to the type of investors that we attracted, that this is going to be not only a great investment moving forward that we believe, but when we bring people from the outside looking in, that's going to make it compelling to them. Is that not, you know, these are long-term investors, that this is, you know, very organic. There's not a couple of, you know, the whole thing filled with whales, quote unquote, that all these measures have been put in place. And then it shows that, you know, with yes, with Tuesday's success, that it was proof of concept. Again, I have to say, and we've said that, you know, uh, Tuesday, but, you know, as a team, we are so humbled by this vote of confidence, not only in our vision and everything, but to say, you know what? I believe so much in what these guys are doing that I'm prepared to have my tokens best. You know, I mean, it's, it is a vote of confidence and we're bringing something quite new to this space. I mean, some of the leading projects, you know, we're not doing something new per se, but it's still very much next frontier, you know, in, in the crypto space to have vesting schedule. And there are many reasons why you should have some, but it's very foreign to most people. And to have, you know, our community trust in us so much. They're like, yeah, I believe in these guys. This is a long-term play. I'm going to get in at the, at the bottom, bottom floor and I'm just going to leave it there. And that is very humbling. And 
we never, you know, it was was hard for us to know how it would turn out, but people were like, yeah, let's do it, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. that is very humbling. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll be here for you guys every step of the way. And we'll be doing that again next week. And so you guys know, next week we'll be doing it live, more of a hangout session, not like we're doing here today at Ember, which is our weekly informative series we recorded. And you guys can always catch us at any of the platforms. We'll be there live. And again, that's next week, Tuesday the 16th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Finally got it right, Jay. <laughs> and and that'll, be, that'll be open to the public. And then, you know, after that, we hope to smash expectations. We're still obviously going to, you know, temper those expectations, but we'll be here along the way. And then we're hoping to follow, you know, the, the very next week after that, going to open market. And then from there, it's off to the races. So we'll be here for you guys, you know, along the way. Jay, do you want to add anything before we jump out of here? No, just can't wait to be on that special stream with you uh, next Tuesday and uh, do mm-hmm. that countdown again and just brace ourselves, you know? I get New Year's Eve and Christmas and a telethon t- t- in twice in one month that I get to be the host of. It's pr- pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, guys, this has been Today at Ember. I'm your host, Rob Velazzi, head of communications here at the Ember Project, followed by my co-host, Jason Dominique, head of strategy. You guys can catch us on all of the platforms, hopefully moving forward. That's YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. You can catch us live 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, or you guys can catch us. Actually, is the pre-sale 4 p.m. or 2 p.m., Jay? It's 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Okay, so we'll be live with you guys, but the pre-sale itself will be 4 p.m. You guys can catch us on our, on our podcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. A lot of numbers here, man. <laughs> You're a comms guy, none. I, yeah, right? <laughs> All right, guys. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>